I left my failing business that resulted in thousands of dollars of debt and almost killed my passion for entrepreneurship to set out on a journey to build a business I could enjoy doing the rest of my life. I went all in to learn a new skill and found myself in the world of funnel marketing. Now I get to talk to entrepreneurs who are creating mass movements and empowering others. I don't know how I'll do it yet, but I know I want to join them. Follow me on my journey as I speak with top entrepreneurs to learn the strategies they are using to build their movements and grow their businesses. I'm your host, Susan Leonardson, and this is Amplify Your Impact. Hey, everyone. On this episode, I have Dan McCabe, and he has never had what you'd call a real job. He bought his first real estate investment property at the age of 19 and hasn't looked back since. Since then, he's bought, sold, flipped, and developed hundreds of real estate projects. And while continuing to build his real estate business, he was introduced to the home-based business industry and quickly became a top 1% earner in his company. Today, he continues to build his team while helping families create time, financial, and location freedom through his online programs and as a sought-after speaker and trainer and as the host of Residual Bulldog Podcast. And I'm so happy to have Dan here today on this episode because he's going to give us his advice on a couple of different things. Uh, We're going to talk about residual income um, and we're also going to talk about how he's been helping the younger generation of entrepreneurs uh, get started and, and learn about money and the lifestyle and all that good stuff. So welcome, thank Dan. You, thank you for having me. Here. So Dan, let's get to know you a little bit better. You, I mean, in, in the intro I just gave for you, we know you Correct. came from real estate, but tell us how you got started into entrepreneurship. Oh man, that goes way back. So... When I was, I mean, you go way, way back. I was 16 years old and we were trading baseball cards and me and my buddy, we just finally got our license. We were building cases and traveling around Minnesota where I'm from uh, to local card shows and buying and selling baseball cards. And I was, I was just always into it. I was into the stock market classes that we had at our school. I was doing that. I was, I don't know. My dad is a musician by trade. My mom was a cocktail waitress. I did not grow up around people with regular jobs. And I did not want a regular job, like at all. So I was just never that interested. So I was always doing other things. And then in high school, I was really into architecture. I guess this is kind of like the catalyst. This was the pivotal moment. I was really into architecture. I just loved it. I loved drawing houses, creating. And I took like eight classes in it. They had to make up classes for me to keep taking more classes. And I was doing all the stock market classes. So I went to the college fair. And they're like, what do you want to do? I'm like, I think I want to be a stockbroker. And they're like, great. We have to read all these reports like all the time. And I'm like, I have to read a lot. I don't want to do that. And then I'm like, all right, I want to be an architect. They're like, okay, well, you have to go to eight years of school. I'm like, I don't want to do that either. So, but the perfect marriage of a stockbroker and architect was a real estate investor. And so I kind of started going down that path. I went to my first weekend seminar when I was like 19 years old or 18 years old, I think. So it's been a, it's been a journey ever since. So I, I mean, I can go more into it. But yeah, I bought my first house at 19. Like you, like you mentioned in the intro, I had bought my second house before I left college, got my degree in uh, Bachelor of Science, uh, four-year degree in real estate and finance. And um, just from there, we kind of went on to a 
a varied real estate career where I kind of just went where the, wherever the market was making money. So I was a real estate agent when that was really hot and the market was going up really fast. I was a real estate broker and had agents working for me. Then all of a sudden a bubble burst and everybody went into foreclosure and I became a full-time investor and uh, flipped something like 200 houses in three years. And we were just, we were doing that as fast and furious as we can. And uh, from there, got into new construction and in the middle of all that stuff, got into training, speaking, seminars. I don't know. It's kind of the entrepreneurial uh, journey, I guess. We've done a lot of different things, but I have found that you need to be uh, fluid and be able to pivot because the market changes. So you kind of got to go where it is sometimes. Well, and that's kind of like the base of, of what your message is and what you teach people is to have a residual income. And I feel like having multiple streams of cash flow is a big oh, part Oh, absolutely. Of that, you need to right? be diversified. <laughs> and you know, that's I got into a lot of other things throughout that journey and I gave you like the very high level version. I think it was about 2007 when um, I started getting into internet marketing to an extent. It was almost like a closet addiction though. I wasn't really into it. And I also got into home-based businesses, network marketing and really got enthralled with that idea. And really at that time, that was like a weird in-between when we had a real estate brokerage, but the market was tanking. And it wasn't profitable to own a real estate brokerage. And we hadn't quite figured out how to become full-time investors yet. And we actually started doing network marketing with a real estate-related product to supplement our income and keep more money coming in. And um, we had really good success with it. And I loved I loved the model. I love the synergy of that industry just because it creates a whole bunch of alignment between you and people you bring in and things like that. So, you know, a lot of that started started way, way back then. And now um going on in the journey um, with what we with what we teach and the community we're building and the movement we're creating now is it's really it stemmed from me doing real estate seminars and realizing that a lot of people coming through our events had no business risking everything they had with minimal knowledge getting into real estate even I, I mean it doesn't matter how much I taught them I could give them all the technical advice but until you go get your teeth kicked in a few times like you're just you're risking a lot. And if you've got twenty or $30,000 and you're like, I'm going to go become a real estate investor and that's all you've got, that can go really, really fast. So, you know, after doing that for a number of years and we used to sell really high ticket coaching stuff, I mean, ex expensive coaching and it was all localized and personalized. So, I mean, people that bought our really high end products, they got banking relationships, contract, they got like everything and it was okay. But what we learned was that people that buy that program, if they're people that don't do stuff, they still don't do stuff. It doesn't matter how much money they spend. So that's when I, you know, kind of reignited that, you know, old passion. I kind of found that caused addiction to internet marketing and uh, network marketing. And we started bringing people back. I'm like, if you're just getting into business, before we go do this expensive, risky stuff, we're going to start out with this little stuff. And we started baby stepping people into business, understanding, learning how to sell things, um, creating, you know, just basic business fundamentals. And then as they grow a disposable discretionary income, then we can ascend them into real estate or other long-term investments where they can do more wealth building, legacy building, as we call it. I think that was that's super smart to start them out in a, a lower risk, almost no risk right. situation, and uh, yeah, give them a little oh, bit of experience exactly. in running a business. Real estate, you lose thirty thousand dollars on a deal, that'll crush some people. But you lose three hundred dollars on a network marketing business, you're probably not going to sit up on your deathbed and be like, "Oh man, wish I wouldn't have spent that three hundred bucks." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
So let's talk about residual income. You have, you've been able to break it down into basically three steps that people need to take. Yep. That's 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 what you got on the notes. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. Um, well, we <laughs> do you yep. know what she's talking about? Yeah, no, no, you're good, you're out. good. Um, <laughs> no, we've got yeah, we've got a three step process we take people through, and it is really, I mean, yes, it's about building a residual income. It's about the things that I'm passionate about and the things that I enjoy. So you know, network marketing for some people, it's not for other people. Um, same with affiliate marketing and online marketing. Same thing with real estate. Um, but we do we take people through a journey. I mean, if they're starting with nothing and they're like ground zero, I highly encourage you know I highly encourage network marketing first, and then leading into affiliate marketing. That's just my preferred method. But the reason I like that is there's a lot of money and residual income to be made in the network marketing industry. Um, especially after you learn affiliate marketing, because if you get that basis for network marketing down and then you figure out affiliate marketing and you are able to use that for your marketing pipeline and you are now marketing and using attraction marketing online to feed and sell products to get you cash now, while at the same time you're sending them into your network marketing business that you already you already started, then you're building long-term cash flow and residual income. So we, we kind of, you could flip-flop them. I've had that debate internally plenty, but I prefer the, you know, getting established in the network marketing side first, then learning the internet and getting customers to come to you. Because the one thing people hate about network marketing is they don't want to sell their friends and family. That's like by far the biggest thing. And in fact, they don't like selling, period. They don't want to sell anything to anybody. But if you're using the internet, which is really super cool because right now on the internet, there's people just like you and there's people like me and there's people that just want to talk to us because they share the same passions and ideas, but are a few steps behind us. And if we're able to share our knowledge and get them, you know, into something, um, you know, it's, it's great. So when we, we send people into the affiliate marketing, we, you know, we really try to get them to set up something that brings people to them. So network marketing is great when you're having conversations with people that signed up to talk to you as opposed to tricking somebody into a meeting at a coffee shop. Absolutely. Um, for, for listeners that have been listening to me since the beginning, or maybe listened to my very, very first intro episode, um, they know, and we were talking about this a little bit before we started the interview, that I come from a network, ma- network marketing background, um, and I was trying to figure out how to make it work online because I knew that was the key, especially in today's world to actually being successful with it. Um, because there's just so many, there's for one, there's so many companies out there and two, there's so many network marketers out there. And, um, one of the issues that I came across is that the companies were still teaching old ways of doing things. And I'm like, okay, well, if they're not going (laughs) to teach me the new ways of doing things, I gotta go figure it out on my own. The problem with that, when I went and figured it, tried to figure it out on my own is that I was, spinning my wheels. I couldn't figure it out uh, quick enough. You know, I was burning through time and money. And so eventually that's what led me to what I do now. And so I, I don't have any um, problems with network marketing when it's taught by people like you to their downline mm-hmm. of the right way to do it, um, using internet marketing the right way. And that's awesome. Um, I've said it before and I said it to you right before this is that I feel like network marketing is a really great way to uh, get your toes a little bit wet before you jump all in into an entrepreneur lifestyle because it can be risky, can be really risky, especially with real estate. But when you're putting your entire life into, you know, your, if your entire income is going to be coming from a business that you're creating and you 
have to be responsible for all these things. Network marketing, it's a little bit easier because the company is providing the the product and and the marketing tools sort in, of. in some cases. So like you just I, yeah, they're yeah. you know they're providing some materials. Sometimes those companies they don't really right. provide what you need though. So kind of if you so yeah, it's it's really good to be able to to do it in the way that you're yeah. you're helping people get through it. And I really like and, and you know to, to I mean anybody out who's out there who experienced this, I don't blame the companies for teaching it the old way. And they have to teach it the old way because if they went to their entire downline, if they went to all their reps and said, you guys can all do whatever you want on the internet. Can you imagine all the silly things people would be saying? So they need to police and the easiest way to police it is say, Hey, just go get one friend and family member and get them to get one and get them to get one and get them to get one. And you know, and you're going to make it just fine. So, so you got to be a little, a little clever, but it kind of goes with a lot of what your shows about is how you do it. It, it involves figuring out and learning how to create a movement, create a community, and get those people attracted to you um, without necessarily just promoting the product. Because yeah, the network marketing companies are never going to teach you how to do that. That's not what they do. But um, you know, that's why you look at Residual Bulldog. You know, And we're actually rebranding some of our stuff to this Wealth Smart Families brand uh, right now. We're like in the middle of that. But it's all kind of designed to attract people into our world. And you know, as people are in our world, we never sell them anything. We just kind of keep saying what we do out loud and eventually some people raise their hands and they reach out to us so yeah it's a it's a very peaceful way of doing network marketing compared to the old outdated methods which unfortunately people are getting burned out on i think the industry if they don't figure out some changes as a whole it's just kind of it's kind of tired right now but there is a new wave of people doing it the right way on the internet that are are doing quite well and are probably going to save the industry in the end yeah yeah absolutely um and I love seeing seeing that happen and that that shift change because it is a, it can be a very powerful model when Absolutely. done properly. Um, okay, so let's talk about Wealth Smart Kids, where you're helping uh, kids become money savvy and understand how to how to save and have goals and and do all this stuff that entrepreneurs need to understand you know, as a foundation that I think our kids aren't <laughs> They're really not learning getting it anywhere. <laughs> um, you know, and it's, it's kind of funny. It's uh, I'll tell you the story in the background behind it, but I, I do get right now, I get, I get grief. I just shot a video on this earlier today, uh, but I get grief from some parents that say like, well, my kid gets home finance class in high school. We don't need your stuff. And I'm like, that's one class. They get one class for a topic that they are going to need to understand for the rest of their life. Like they're giving them one three month class when they're in high school and probably not even paying attention. Like, I, I don't know. I get, I get pretty worked up about this one because I really believe it's our, our job as parents to teach our kids like how to do this stuff. Cause the schools don't teach it. I don't care what anybody says. The kids or the schools don't teach it. And the ones that do teach it, don't teach it very well or to the extent it needs to be taught. And I never, I never really intended to create a program out of this. This started as just something I was doing with my own kids. And when I was speaking to somebody at a mastermind event, they were like, uh, they thought it was really cool. And they're like, you got to create a product out of that. And somehow like, you know, the snowball started rolling down the mountain and then we ended up creating one. But it kind of reminded me, I said something, a lot of people here um, have probably heard of the restaurant Famous Dave's. Um, barbecue restaurant. It's based out of Minnesota. And I went to a leadership training hosted by a company 
um, that famous Dave, Dave Anderson, actually owned. And he was there during our graduation. And he asked me what I wanted to do. And this was back like 2007, 2008, when everybody was going through that the mortgage crisis, the housing bubble, everybody's going in foreclosure. And the network marketing company we were involved with back then was trying to save people from that situation. But at that point, it's really hard to save people. You know, they're already in a bad situation. Like they need to be saved when they're kids and learn the proper strategies. And I just kind of blurted uh, when he asked me what I wanted to do when I like if I could really do anything I wanted. And I just kind of blurted out. I'd never even thought about it before. I said, I want to teach. I want to figure out a way to teach kids about money. So that this situation doesn't happen again. And I think I was like 28, 29 years old when that happened. It was quite a while ago. So it's just kind of weird how like things came full circle and me doing a program with my kids and then being so heavily involved in internet marketing, it just sort of happened. And I'd forgotten I even had that conversation 12, 13 years ago. But, um, you know, effectively what it does, I started this program with my kids, my two older kids when they were seven and four. Uh, my kids are now 10, eight and three. And, um, but my daughter, who's now eight, when she was four years old, um, she was working this program and I'll give you the kind of gist of it. Um, in, in a nutshell, the way I started it was I would pay my kids allowance. I would actually pay them interest for allowance based on what they saved the month before. So if they save more money, they got more interest. They decided to spend their money they got less money. You know, they got less interest, so they'd get less money. And then we, it just kind of turned into and evolved over the years into all these other little like offshoots of that where I created worksheets. You know, my daughter at four, I don't expect her to completely get all of the concepts of interest and compound interest, but she starts doing the adding. She starts figuring it out. And, you know, I liken it to like a seed. You plant a seed and you start watering it. And there's all these things being taken into that seed before it sprouts out of the ground. But you just keep watering it every single day until eventually it perks up and it grows. And a few years later, when she's in first grade, um, we got a um, we got an email from the teacher saying, and it was like a class email saying that the kids are learning about money this week. Some kids are having trouble figuring out uh, the difference between a quarter and nickel, but they're starting to get it. And I looked at my daughter. I'm like, like you understand all this stuff, right? And she's like, Dad, I was done in like ten minutes. It took the other kids like an hour. And then I brought her down here. Like you can't. I mean, your listeners can't see behind me here, but I'm pointing at my whiteboard. I took her down to the whiteboard, and I was like, All right. And then we started um, kind of going through the basics of compound interest, and she understood it. And like I was just having her. I'm like, All right, put a hundred dollars there. What if you um, get ten percent interest? How much is that? And she like knew the answer. I'm like, All right. So how much money do you have? Hundred ten dollars. Great. All right. What if you get ten percent of that? And she's doing the math, and she figured that out. So it's just consistently planting these seeds and doing them when they're really young. And so the program that we created, it it shows parents how to do that. It shows them how to start with them when they're really young. Just start planting seeds. You don't give them everything the first day. They're not going to be able to retain it. But you know when they're actually touching the money at the end of the month, when they get that extra money because they save better, they get really excited. Um, Oh, it's kind of kind of a funny story too. My daughter, she kicks butt at this program. That's why I use her for uh, examples. My older son, he sucks. He's horrible um, because he wants to spend all of his money. So it's pretty funny. I was out of town like two years ago and he had some extra money from his birthday and he wanted to go buy an Xbox for $300. And, you know, I had to over the phone. Normally I've got a spreadsheet and it's something that we give people in the program. Um, but I had to over the phone like, tell him what the ramifications are of that spending decision. You spend $300 now, how much is that going to cost you over the course of the year? Which with how he was set up is going to cost him $200 in interest he wasn't going to receive. So it was really $500 it was costing him that year. And, you know, he decided to make the purchase anyways, but at least he understood the ramification of that decision. At least we got to have that discussion, which we wouldn't have um, otherwise. So, 
gosh, I can't remember exactly. So he's, yeah, so he's not great at the program. Oh, but this is what I was trying to get to. Um, so it was pretty funny because after that, my daughter who saves everything and we have this, like we have some special bumps when we get near the holidays where they get these bonuses based on what they save throughout the year. I was giving my daughter, like it was stupid because she was like seven, but she saved so much money. I was giving her like $70. Well, at the same time, my son's sitting next to her and I'm giving him $4. And I'm just like, well, and they're both on the same plan. He just spent all of his money. So she just happened to save all of her money. So I just thought it was funny because she was younger and I was giving him like all this extra money, doing it right in front of her so he could see the ramifications of it. But, you know, it's just those little things that we just, we got to do over and over and over and over again. And they start to get it. So, you know, I kind of like went all over the place there, but I just, I do, I get worked up and excited about this topic because I have so much fun with it. You know, everything we were doing with residual bulldog towards network marketers was, was fun, but we are, we're really shifting so much of our business right now, um, to working with families and working with kids and, um, I had a really good interview with somebody on our podcast last night, and we were talking about important things when you're setting up your funnel, you're building your community, your movement. Um, and one of the first things is you need to figure out who can you make the most impact on. And then you need to figure out who do you love serving. So, and I'll credit, um, I'll credit, that was Alex Elliott. I think you know her as well. So I was interviewing her for our podcast, uh, but we were talking about that. Like, who can you make an impact on and who do you love serving? And the more we, I mean, I love the industry of network marketing. I love the people on our team. I love the positive energy that it provides. I like the community. It's just, it's fun. Um, but I really, really love serving families and I feel like we're making such a great impact on them right now. I'm, I'm having a blast with that product. And when, uh, when things are fun, it's good for everybody. That's really, really awesome. Um, so before I forget to ask you, where can people go to learn about the the work you're doing with kids? You have a free money saving goal setting worksheet. Yeah, it's um it is at residualbulldog.com slash kids. And you can download that worksheet and that's free. Um, and then that takes you on to a page where you can see the rest of our stuff if you're interested. But that just gets you um, introduced into what we do. So I believe it. I mean, and this product's super, super inexpensive. We've really designed it to where we want to get in the hands of like a lot of people. Like this is this is my mission to change the world. This is what I want to do to change, you know, the world we live in is this part, this piece of education, because it's, it's so important. It's so undertaught and it just needs to get out there. Absolutely. And if people want to learn more about how you're helping people create a residual income, they can just go to residualbulldog.com and you have a quiz there to help people get started. Yep. You can go to residualbulldog.com and uh, right when you hop on that page, there's a survey that pops up and you kind of click through and answer a few questions. And then the website is actually a, will point you in the right direction. That's perfect. Dan, is there anywhere else that people can follow along with, with the work you're doing? Um, you know, probably the, the place where I am most active. I mean, they can always hop onto our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash residual bulldogs. But, um, you know, heading over to the podcast, I'm, I'm, I put up two episodes a week right now. It's just, um, and if they want to go to a link for it, it's called the Residual Bulldog Podcast. But if they go to rbpodcast.com, like RB, like Residual Bulldog, rbpodcast.com, it redirects to our iTunes page. So they can just go there. And um, yeah, listen to that. I would appreciate it. Perfect. Do you have any final thoughts that you want to talk about? Either having to do with residual income, network marketing, helping kids, <laughs> any other final thoughts for you? You know, if I, if I were to give you one last thing, it's just that... 
people need to get out there and they need to do stuff. And they need to understand that if they want something different, they need to do something different. And at first it could seem hard. The really fun thing about kids, I coach my kids' youth baseball team, 10-year-old baseball team. It's that they get started and you teach them all that great technical stuff to do to feel the ground ball, but they miss it, but they keep going back. And they're never really going to get good until they field 10,000 ground balls. And once they do that, they start getting better. As grownups, we have a hard time starting some of this new stuff. And it seems a little bit scary sometimes because we go in and we're not good at it right away. We don't understand what it was like when we were kids. When we were kids, we didn't care. We didn't care if somebody else saw us get knocked down a few times. We just kept doing it. And so if you want to create a movement, if you want to create your business, your residual income, whatever it is, understand that you need to get in there and you need to, you need to push through. You just need to keep putting one foot in front of the, uh, the other. Have fun with the journey. Don't worry about what people think um, on the other end. If you get knocked down a few times, you get knocked down a few times. That's a part of it. But the end is so, so worth it. When you have that time freedom to do what you want, when you want, with who you want, take the trips that you want, volunteer at your kids' school stuff, coach the sports, you know, whatever it is, take the bucket list vacation. Um, it's so worth it. It's, it's so worth it. You just got to plow through. So I guess that's what I would leave them with. Um, get in there, go after it hard, and have fun. Thank you so much, Dan, for being with us today. Absolutely. No problem. Thank you. Thanks for right. having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of Amplify Your Impact. If you're loving what you're hearing, please subscribe and leave a review to help others like you discover the show. Now, have you ever wished that you could have a funnel builder or funnel designer on demand at your call whenever you needed them? Well, I want to invite you to go check out profunneldesigns.com where you can get a funnel builder for your team for a flat monthly fee and get whatever you need done anytime you need it. If you have existing funnels that need some optimization and redesigning, if you need new funnels built, then we can get new funnels built for you. And if you are just needing someone to manage what you already have going, then we can help with that as well. So head on over to profunneldesigns.com and check out what we can do for you.